Welcome everybody to the We Hate Anime Podcast, the only anime podcast that's recording in the wee hours of the night. I'm your host, English Mike. Joining me as always is uh, Der Mothman. Well, no, it's just The Mothman. It's just Der Mothman's taken by Twitter. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and the Frog King. I'm also not the Frog King. I'm just Frog King. I don't know why you started calling me that. It's really weird. Oh, man. It's, it makes me so mad. Mike, do you, you know about, uh, what is that stupid Jesse Cox choose your own waifu adventure game that just came out on Steam for the sequel? What? Uh, Monster Prom. Dad Simulator? Mon- oh, Monster Prom. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. about it. So Monster Prom 2 came out and they included a Mothman in it and he's just the most beta, like basic wimp on the planet. It makes me so mad. Owned. Based. Oh, it's it's not. I like, twinks are awesome. You need to get on the twink train. Uh, oh. dear, I just posted what I looked like in our channel. I got a brontosaurus dick neck. Uh... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> great. Brontosaurus dick neck. Yeah, like my my neck kind of looks like a brontosaurus neck, but then I got that veiny bulge in the center that kind of looks like a dick. Okay, so so you saying you have a really long neck with like a prominent no, spine? No, in the back. no, I don't have a super long neck. That's not. That's why I don't have like a brontosaurus neck. I got a brontosaurus dick for a neck. We're on a time limit, uh, guys. Oh <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right, yeah, yeah. So I was I was telling Frog before we got here. I want you to know, Mike. I drove to Fairbanks and brought my microphone just so we could record this episode together. So I'm sitting in a hotel room with horrible acoustics. I mean, there's nothing on the walls, so this is going to sound awful when you get my audio. I hope you know that. That's fine. I, I, I you guys usually sound like trash when I do your editing, anyway. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that's kind of depressing, Mike. <laughs> my whole like new well, setup I'm the going only on, one who's ever sounds good because my voice is beautiful. So, Mike, I do have a question for you, um, and this is something yeah. I feel like you can answer because you care more about things that make people angry than I do. Um, sure, weird way to put whatever you mean. Um, why is everybody mad at QAnon right now when that is the website you go to to ask questions? <laughs> Man. I I was like okay we keep queuing on talk to the Fist of Film Real podcast, so I wasn't expecting it to come up here. I'm so uh, glad I'm not on that podcast. The 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 <laughs> it's only a joke. You should listen to it sometime. It's a good podcast. It's a good podcast. I, 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 Don't listen you know, to like it. I, I had to build this podcast with my bare hands upon the theory that we <laughs> will not talk politics. So like the fact that you guys have another podcast to vent on actually makes me really happy. Hey, we we don't we don't even really vent on it. We we have a similar mindset there. We're also just don't like actively try and keep politics off. So it, it could occasionally pop up if it has to. Oh man, but it, you know there was another podcast that did this, and I I don't want to throw shade at it because they're way more successful than us, and therefore they could do whatever the hell they want. But um, <laughs> the last podcast on the left, phenomenal podcast. But I know exactly where all of their politicals like beliefs all their bigotry all their hatred i don't actually know what any of those guys like i just know what they hate because that's all they talk about i'm like that that kind of kills a podcast what are you talking about we are we this is literally the we hate anime podcast what do you want what do you want right, but I, I like to talk about the things that i love mike i like to talk about golden kamui <laughs> yeah but that's bad 
We don't talk about things we love because if we did, like, I would talk about tokusatsu and you'd both fall asleep. Well, I'm glad that we're, we're keeping to the theme of, like, what we hate in the We Hate Anime podcast because you made me watch a movie that, ah, oh, man, I, I want to beat you. Uh, I typically uh, have people pay for that, but uh, I'll give you the discount because I love you and you're handsome. No, it's, 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 I don't know why you want me to suffer. Like, for every red line we get to watch, I have to watch like three or four depressing, okay, time to go kill myself in my bedroom closet with a rope kind of thing. Like, well, I mean, I literally, I come, I come to you both, my arms open, waiting to accept your gifts, and you both give me radio silence, and then I have to go, okay, here's something that was recommended to me, we're gonna watch that, and then we watch it, and you both complain about it. Well, like, I literally said I have a lot of fun stuff to say about this movie. No, no like, it's, 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 we trusted Itsumo, and I like Itsumo, I think he's a great guy, I enjoyed him on the episode we had him, and I think he's I really got a lot. I got him while I was there. I, no, I he's... Him. No, he's great. Like uh, his his knowledge of Chuck E. Cheese is something else, and I love it. But um, <laughs> he is doing an entire series on Roroni Kenshin. Like this dude does not know what yeah. joy is. <laughs> what? what Roroni Ken- uh, Roroni Kenshin is like one of the most like fun uh, like action series that exists. Mike, that that's simply not true because I watched three episodes of it and I just felt sad afterwards. You watched four episodes of an OVA that's specifically backstory about the main character. Uh, and he has a, some spoilers for Roni Kenshin. He has a not happy backstory. Yeah, no kidding. He's a Japanese protagonist. There's some Japanese protagonists with cool backstories. Really? Name one yeah. Japanese protagonist with a happy backstory. How about Luffy? Uh, Luffy watched his brother die at the age of five years old, was abandoned as an orphan, and watched his best friend lose an arm because he made a poor choice. Yeah, it was awesome. He also stabbed himself in the face to become a pirate. That was not dark. That was was literally played off as a joke. I saw that. I read the whole... I read, like, a bunch of love pieces. That doesn't count. Wait, wait. Wasn't that, like, someone told him that pirates have to have scars? Yeah, no, pirates have to have... No, pirates are, like, like, tough or something. And he's like, I'm tough. I'll show you. I'll stab myself in the face. Yeah, Luffy was literally <laughs> raised by an or- as an orphan because his dad and his grandfather didn't want to deal with him. So he Why got didn't stuck. He just pull himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> owned, owned. Like Deku's raised by a hot ass single mother. Naruto's only friend was a swing set for twelve years. Like, <laughs> wait, 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 stop! Pause, pause, pause. How is having a hot mom a tragic backstory? <laughs> because she's also a single mother, and if he got any quirk, he would have either been Uraraka 2.0 or breathing fire, and that's just not hero quality. What, what are you talking about? Endeavor has he's, he's the most OP character, in the, or one of the most OP characters in the series. Yeah, but but he also can spit flames anywhere off of his body. His like Deku's dad can only breathe fire. So what? <laughs> like all, all I'm saying is like I can't think of a single protagonist with a happy backstory. Like the only one who comes close is Saitama, and it's a gag. It's a gag that a normal I mean, office worker just decided that, to be a hero. Isn't this whole thing his backstory was he was just depressed the whole time? Actually, his backstory is that uh, the uh, effects of Japanese capitalism got him down. Also, running back on um, on Mike saying, or just talking about uh, my hero for a second, Mike had a good tweet like a month or two ago that got like some backlash. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was a few weeks ago. It was uh, I, I all I said was that like people people have this weird opinion that if you took Deku's powers away, he would be like a a, a shitty character. And it's like n- no, the things that make him interesting aren't his powers. Yeah, no. It, that's how I find it. Kind of I kind of dropped off that series when he especially when he started getting a bunch of random other powers. Well, no, they're um, not random. I, actually, Frog, they're, they're, well, not, they're not random. random they're the powers. Hey, 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 hey! Don't you don't don't do the nerd voice. That's my thing. That's my gimmick. That's trademark. I'm sorry. I'll just do the rugged protagonist voice from here on out. Oh, this is this is bad. <laughs> it sounds my like he's being Tim Rogers, too turned up. He's Tim Rogers with more game. You call me. <laughs> you call me Max Payne because I take the maximum amount of painkillers needed to kill a bull. I think Deku would have been a much more interesting character had he not had his powers from to begin with. My favorite memory <laughs> was when I was dead. Oh, true. Go watch Tim Rogers' video. Go watch Action Button. That's what? What is Tim Rogers? He's a good. He's a cool. He's, he, I think he worked for Kotaku for a long time, and he was like one of the good ones. You know. No, you you cannot. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this dude's face looks like the surface of Mars. <laughs> he's, he, go watch he, his he do video on Doom mark, on YouTube. Action Button reviews Doom, at, and just like, oh man, that's, dude, that's, he that's has, okay. He has raging lesbian glasses, and like, what does this mean? I, honestly, like I'm looking at <laughs> this like guy, and it's just glasses. like. His nose looks like daddy issues nose. I don't even know how to explain it, but his nose looks like it has daddy issues. I don't understand. We at the we at the We Hate Anime podcast refuse to talk about politics, but we will accuse internet <laughs> celebrities of being lesbians. <laughs> I just I'm like looking this guy up like Ko, Kotaku, Tim Rogers, and I got this one photo of him that's like the least like his Wikipedia image is the least uh, complimentary <laughs> image I've ever seen. Like he kind of looks normal. Like, he, he kind of looks like, a, a, I, I don't know how else to say it, but like a Jewish Justin Bieber. Like, <laughs> this, this one Wikipedia entry makes him look like. I mean, you should you should see his his his, his picture on uh, Twitter. It's just him looking kind of, sh- like, surprised holding his Pomeranian. Yeah, let's, and Pomeranians is a base dog. Like, out of all the dogs you can have, Pomeranians are great. Yeah, yeah this guy looks. Based on hatred. This guy looks amazing. Like, I mean, okay, not not amazing. He's forty one years old, and he obviously has never heard of lotion in his life. But like, <laughs> you know, he he looks he looks way younger than yeah, he, he does. Is. Look really good for his age. Yeah, no, no, he he looks like he's kind of got that. Uh, what is that? Who's that guy who did the Metal Gear Solids and the the Hideo Kojima? He's kind of got the Hideo Kojima thing going. Just his nose is holding them back, man. <laughs> uh, actually, I'd say like the like his graying hair is what's holding him back. If it wasn't for that, I, I would think he's about twenty five. No, no, I don't think he looks bad. I just say like that's the only thing that gives away his age. Oh yeah, sure. See, this is what I love. Like you come to me, Mike, and you're like, Moth. Do you have any stories that we could talk about this week? And it, it, it doesn't even matter. That man. is. That is, you are, you are, you are adding context with like this, like, oh, we have nothing to talk about, Moth, please, just give me a, a, a crumb of pussy please on this podcast. bless us with your, your tales of, of, well, of the Walmart actual con- line conversations. Just, just, just a crumb The of actual context, the actual context is me going, Moth, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> I already have everything else lined up, please, I just need to know what you want to talk about so I can finish the docket. Oh, oh, uh, speaking of which, I actually suppressed a sheer burst of autism the other day, and my wife saw it happen. Like, she saw it on my whole body ripple. I, I guess I'll tell the story. So I'm at the gym Did with- Did you see a pile of leaves? No, no, I'm- <laughs> No, I'm at the gym, <laughs> and this woman has a GoPro on a dock for some reason. On a and dog? 
like a dock, like, you know, those, I, they're called like the tentacle docks where there's like three prongs that you can like wrap around your arm so you can like rock climb with a GoPro without it like killing you. Oh, you mean like an armband? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's, and there's just girls walking around my gym, which is really weird because once again, this is like bodybuilder heaven. So the only women who tend to go up my gym are the same type of women that could bench press Mike. Like, <laughs> really really big women like the muscular. women at your gym are fucking monsters Dude, then. the women at my gym are bigger than me every single one of them and not fat like they're they're aside from their breasts if you're like uh mastectomy their titties they'd be like 12 percent body fat like they're huge Bruh, you need to be like hey danny you got like fat bastards because i got my my friend in arkansas who's looking for some mommies arkansas <laughs> But um, I, I see this girl like doing a lot of leg exercises and like the GoPro is looking at her ass, like obviously. And, um, you know, she's she's like she's doing all these leg exercises with the GoPro on and it's, it's a little bit weird. But, you know, everybody does their own thing. And I don't know, like, you know, I'm the type of person my wife sometimes films me while I'm doing workouts so that I know where I need to improve. Well, I need to do calf raises on this machine and she's got her GoPro mounted while she's doing like donkey kicks. And uh, I look at her and I go, hey, ma'am. Can, can I, can I use this please? Like, can I use this piece of equipment? And she grabs her GoPro and she's like, yeah, you know, sorry, this isn't your way. Thanks for asking. And I actually felt my whole body convulse because I was about to say, that's fine. I have an OnlyFans too. And, and like my wife actually saw the interaction happened and I guess she saw something cause she looked at me. She's like, what didn't you say? <laughs> What I feel like there's. I feel like line. you're. I, I I can't confirm this obviously because Alaska versus Arkansas, uh, but I feel like there is a like your body probably shudders slightly every single time you force down the autism. Oh, um, I have these horrible flashbacks of like every autistic thing I've ever done, and you can actually tell it's it's a, it's an uncontrollable impulse because I'll say one I'll do one of two things: either you'll see my whole body shudder as I like remember some cringy thing I did. Or I'll just randomly spurt, drugs are bad. Like, <laughs> uncontrollably, I will just scream, drugs are bad. And my wife will look at me, she's like, what did you just remember? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's some dark shit, dude. Because, <laughs> like, when I have horrible flashbacks, it usually involves the sexual assault that's happened in my life. <laughs> Not to cringe moments. <laughs> Just thinking of someone like screaming, drugs are that's PTSD. You have cringe based <laughs> PTSD. I, yeah, I, I, I guess it's it's just that that's that's my trigger. I'm like trying to think of a situation that like triggered it the other day while I was like trying to go to bed la- like the other night and I can't remember. PTCD. I don't, I, I don't remember. Um, Post traumatic cringe disorder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. It, I'll, I'll try to remember like something cringy I've done that causes like my whole body to convulse. <laughs> Um, oh, uh, yeah, here we go. Here's one. So one of my best friends in fifth grade, it was one of those things where like, she must've seen me as the retarded kid and her parents were, um, her parents were like hardcore born again Christians. So they taught her to like be nice to everybody. So I'm pretty sure the only reason she ever talked to me or interacted with me is because she saw it as like a Jesus trial to be friends with me. So all through like elementary school to like the fifth grade, uh, she just tolerated me. Like she was always nice to me, you know, and whenever we sat together, she would, and it was like, she always handled me with a smile. Like this woman knows the truest term of grace. Like I know Mormons who don't embody the word grace. Like this girl did like her compassion and her ability to handle retarded people 
is just like this woman was a saint. Like at the age, at the age of ten years old, this woman was absolutely a saint. And uh, sorry, I'm like Frog's audio in the background is picking up weirdly. That's not me. No, that 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 was that was me. But I didn't say anything. You kept talking, so we can cut it out, and I'll cut this out too. Okay, perfect. So when I was like, so I'm in fifth grade, and she, her whole family, like gets to move because her father found work or something. I don't remember, but she had to move. And I didn't talk to her at all because I was like trying to think to myself, like, if I don't acknowledge that she's going away, she's not going to go away. And obviously that's stupid. I'm 10 years old. I should be smarter than this, like 11 years old. So finally, like everybody's saying goodbye to her and I haven't said anything. And like a freaking like linebacker, all of a sudden the dam breaks and I just run up to this girl like full tarred mode. I think I weighed more at 11 than I do now. And I grabbed this girl and just like picked her up with a spine crushing hug and then dropped her. And I don't mean like I set her down, like my arms just released and she fell like a good foot and then just sprinted to my bus. <laughs> and I remembered that the other day and that, that caused me like audibly as I was about to go to sleep, just yell drugs are bad. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, that that's quite a quite a quite a story, uh, Moth. Tune in I, next week for I, more Moth. I seriously, story. <laughs> there's always more Moth story. Like I'm, I we are a year we're a year and a half in, and I'm never not amazed at the sheer amount of cringe that is just exists inside of this human being. Uh, I mean, like I, I commit like three OSHA violations a week, so you know whatever. <laughs> So we are on a bit of a time crunch uh, for this episode. So I just I, I want to go I want to go straight to Frog. Frog, you've you you've gotten uh, a bunch of things. You've been doing some rewatches, and uh, I I just want to let, let's let's talk about your experience rewatching Redline, Izokin, and others. Uh yeah. So I've been since I've just been like trying wanting to show my my girlfriend like a lot of cool stuff. I showed her Redline, which is you know. We we did an episode on that. I think how long ago was that? It must have been like oh, it was a couple months ago now. Yeah, like well, it was yeah. kind of a while back. But um, we watched probably about Line, six months ago. Sorry, probably about six months ago. That's it. That feels like wrong, but I guess you're right. Um, so yeah, we did Redline. We watched, which was awesome. Obviously, uh, we watched Azokin, which which is my favorite. I've, I've decided this is my new favorite thing. By the way, this is my that's my that's my thing. You finally decided it, it beats like. Gurren? Yeah. Wait, wait. So, Izokin's your favorite. Like, yes. It, it, the, the one with the gay frogs. No. Which one is Izokin? Izokin's the oh one with the three God. girls who make anime. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one where the principal wrestles a deer, right? No. 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 No, that's Nijijo. What? Oh, damn it! Okay. What the fuck's you can't tell going if you're on? Like, trying to bit right now, or you're, you're, no, like, you're sincere? I I literally forgot Isokin. Like I, that was that was earlier this year. I tried like to, granted, you you were Isokin was this year. Oh yeah, that was the yes. That yeah. was that was January of this year. That's wild. It feels like so long ago. Yeah. It just feels like uh, it's been I, so ingrained in my life. I'm not I'm not super surprised that like you you it's not like hard in your memory moth because i know you weren't as big into it as me or frog were well it's it's not even like um it's it's not even that i i didn't like it i I definitely thought it was a masterpiece um but you could be a masterpiece and be boring as hell like (laughs) that's 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 fair i mean i can acknowledge like things being good that i don't like right like yeah 
And and that's that's oh, how it Nic- is. if Nicole was here, she'd call that cringe. Well, no, um, absolutely. Isaacin is. I, I remember now, like I, my brain doing the good thing again. Isaacin was really, really good, and I appreciated a lot of things, subtle things, especially with a wife who was in animation. She would talk to me about those things, like, "Hey, you know, this is going on. This is going on. This is going on," and that was all really good. I just, for some reason, I don't remember it all that well. That's fair. That's I remember cool. the laser batteries. That's the only thing I truly remember. The what? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You're talking about the uh, directed energy weapon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, where she's cool talking. Moment. Yeah, she's like, you gotta have direct energy weapon. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got to put lasers. Like, I'm not putting a fucking laser on that thing. We got, we can't see a direct <laughs> visible laser. But what if we shot the for the batteries ejecting out of the? Yeah, yeah. That's a cool thing. Um, yeah, no, that's like that's like my fourth watch through. I think of Azokin. So it's pretty good. It's pretty wild. Uh, which is I watched it. I watched it once with Mike. I watched it once with Enzo. I watched it once with Enzo's a. I don't think he's been on the podcast before, but he's a friend of the show. Um, I watched it once with Nicole, and I watched it once with my girlfriend. So that's that's four times. Jeez, I, you know uh, what it is. I yeah. will say it is worth watching. It is the new art porn. I'm trying to think of like what was. <laughs> well, I'm. Tr- it, it's if you liked Devil Man and you like the new Devil Man, then you'd probably like the new Isokin because you're you're I mean, watching those it. Those are see... very different things. No, but <laughs> but but they are by, both by the same director. They are. Oh, are they? Yes. Yes, yes, both yeah. of them by Masaki Yuasa. Masaki Yuasa. Your, your boy. Oh, I was just trying to think of like, I was trying to think of the fact of like, hey, if you just want high focus animation, you want Aizoken. Sure. Um, and that, so, so far, the only bad thing that Masaki Yuasa has touched that I've seen has been Japan since 2020. <laughs> yeah. And even that's like kind of, it's, it's in the same way that like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 is good or The Room is good. No, like you watched a highlight reel of the death scenes. I don't think you could like. No, I watched no. the first three episodes, and I just couldn't bring myself. to I mean, keep those aren't even that bad compared to the rest of it. I remember Frog finished the first three episodes, and I had told him it was really bad, and and he was he was making fun of me for saying it was bad. I thought the first two were good specifically. The third one, I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. I just stopped watching after her dad died. I was like, well, that's it for me. The show's no longer worth watching. Once it started, like, okay, I was about to say once it started raining men, but then I realized there's multiple times when the show where it rains, rains men in different ways. Oh, my wife started busting up laughing when it started raining men. Dude, you should have seen it when that freaking old dude started no-scoping people. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, that, when that kid gets crushed by the falling bolt. <laughs> <laughs> that part is so good. He just stands up, says the first word he's ever said in his I, entire life. Oh, crushed. I literally screamed. Oh, I never. I'm not a very loud person. <laughs> like, not like when I'm watching things anyway. And I, I so yelled. When, Frog, when are you a loud person then? Do I need to talk um, to your girlfriend and find out? Only when, he's no. only loud when there are minorities around. Yes. When there is a gay within my vicinity, I, I start to, I just, my, my volume is increases proportionally. It's not even out of homophobia. It's just. I just it's just a natural response. You're stealing my bit. Jeez. <laughs> I just whenever no, they hear me, is... I start talking louder. It's just That's a shit this joke. Is... Anyway. Did did a gay drive by while you were talking? Yeah, yeah. The, the, my my voice is, is subject to the Doppler effect whenever a gay is around and driving by. <laughs> the fact that you know what the Doppler effect is by name actually blows my mind. That's that's a pretty common thing. That's basic science knowledge. No, but the only reason I actually know what the Doppler effect is is because ultrasound probes use it to scan your anatomy. Like, otherwise... I think it's just pretty commonly used in, like, um... 
not in like not in like general like conversation, but in a lot of like media. So no, I wouldn't. I, no, because you got like Schrodinger's cat, right? Yeah, pretty common. You don't have like you don't like take the situation and then take the cat in the box with the nuclear isotope and like yeet it down a pair of stairs and tell the person <laughs> at the second stairs. floor landing and just say, Hey, you're going to hear the cat coming at you as it's meowing in this box that I taped shut. And then as it passes you, you're going to hear it differently. Like you don't do that. The Doppler effect is not common nerd knowledge. It, I think it's okay. Especially I mean, for it's, nerds, it's not that it's common. common I wouldn't even say like, it's not that it's common nerd. Like Schrodinger's cat is like a nerd thing. Cause like science fiction loves to reference it. Honestly, but I don't like, think anybody but Futurama has truly done Schrodinger's cat justice, but they uh, also hard disagree. I can, I can think of two. I, well, I can think of two things off the top of my head, but one of them is Dr. Who. Well, okay. But Dr. Uh, Who doesn't count because the, it hasn't counted ever since they got rid of Eccleston. Well, this would have been uh, the 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 thing that counted is pre Eccleston. So, are we talking Tom Baker era? No, I'm talking the Doctor, uh, the one directly previous uh, Eccleston, uh, the one that only had a movie, but he also had radio dramas, and the radio dramas are really good. You know, I, I actually have to say, going back, Futurama also did the Mobius strip a lot of justice, and it's so weird thinking about that. They did an entire race around a Mobius strip. Oh, it was a good episode. Yeah, that was a that was like their last season too. It was great. Honestly, I want to. I've, I haven't cried in a lot of shows, but the ending of Futurama genuinely makes me cry every time I see it. I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember because it ended like a bunch of times. Keep getting renewed for a while, so I don't remember what the it the was. final ending is. Uh, Fry keeps falling off a building, and the building is so tall that his rewind. He's got a switch that lets him rewind. But he's fa- he <laughs> fell so far that the switch won't let him rewind enough to before he fell off the roof. Oh, geez, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so he's like he's falling to his death for like two. Like, and the thing is, like, even if he hits the button exactly at the 30 second mark, um, he's still going to fall a little bit more every time. And he's at terminal velocity. So yeah. they're talking about, like, what can they do to prevent him from dying? Because he, he tried to propose to Lee, uh, Lee, 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 no, oh, no. It was one BDI. <laughs> I heard episode of the Futurama was the one where he talked about where he where um like Fry discovered he has a statue of him or something, but then he realizes it's like his his like his grandson or something or his nephew or something. Or his was it his ne- yeah it was his uh it was his nephew because his yeah. brother named his it, nephew after him because he thought he died because he disappeared. Which is like, oh man, that that made me cry. <laughs> that that one set me off. Um, there are only three episodes I find memorable about Futurama, and I'm not saying it's bad. If you mention the dog, I'm gonna beat you. Uh, it's it's that that statue one, the one where they go to the college on the on Mars. I don't know why that sticks my brain, but that's know. one of them. I think I just the whalers on the moon joke kills me every time. Mm. Uh, and then there is, of course, the dog one. Yeah. You know, what's what's funny, like we, we joke about things like the episode two, the second episode of the series, they go to the moon and they talk about how the moon was colonized and they have a bunch of like uh, native Alaskans on the moon hunting moon whales. And you think that's so absurd. But then you realize like I don't like most people don't even know their history from 170 years ago. Like you ask the average person anything about the Civil War, like most people will look at you with like dead glazed eyes and be like, Lincoln freed slaves, Southerners, bad. And then that's all they can that's all they can recite. So the idea that a thousand years later, whalers on the moon, that makes total sense to me. 
I, I don't know how to connect the two thoughts you just put out there into the world. Well, it's it's most people don't know even the most cursory bit of knowledge about America 150 uh, years ago. Okay, I think I'm getting it because isn't the moon episode they're do, going to like an amusement park about the moon? Yeah, they're they're like, going to a history museum. Right. Okay, I'm getting it now. So it's 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 fake news. No, it's just it's 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 so like you think. Oh man, a thousand years in the future, we'd have so much better archival information. Okay, uh, not not to be political, but the Bush Gore election was 20 years ago. And most people can't even begin to tell you the historical ramifications that had. So a thousand years later, imagining people found the moon because they were hunting for whales makes total sense to me. Oh, okay. I, I was not remembering even that much. Like, you got to realize, I just told you I only find three episodes memorable, and you're just talking about uh, Eskimos hunting for moon <laughs> whales. And it's like, I okay, I don't my, – my brain is not – connecting anything wait wait you don't remember the episode where bender threw his own son into the pits of hell for fun? i love that one no remember, remember the one where bender was god for a while <laughs> yeah i do he, i i do remember some of that he was like he went like super far off in the universe and like a colony started growing inside of him and like he was their god for a while they were and traveling, God talking to him directly they were traveling at the fastest speed that you can manage without actually creating black like uh, wormholes yeah. And they fired him out of a cannon at the same time. So they realized that he was actually going faster than the engines could allow and that nothing would ever be able to trace him. So their best hope was that he'd crash into an asteroid one day. Like yeah. something would happen. Yeah. And then his alcoholism caused an entire civilization to crumble. Yeah. Because he was God. Hmm. <laughs> and then God talked to him after that. He was like, what's up? It was pretty chill. So actually, I prefer Futurama much more than the topic we want to talk about. Futurama is one of the best shows of all time. I'll stand by that. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 a uh, Rick and Morty for people who are too smart to be on Reddit. If you ask me, I this I okay. Whoa, <laughs> every I I listen. This is not a political podcast, <laughs> but however, the proletariat will prevail. We have we Wait, have I to defeat the all Redditors. Were the rich people? No, that's no, the no, bourgeois. no. That's the bourgeois. Isn't that a type of cheese? No, you're thinking uh, of no. Romain, Romano cheese, <laughs> Rom- or, or any or any other kind of cheese. Romain cheese. Romano cheese. I love Romano. You're thinking Romain of romaine lettuce. Yeah, I was gonna think. I love putting romaine cheese on my Caesar salad. <laughs> I said Romano <laughs> cheese. Okay, the Romanos. Uh, Everyone loves the Romanos. I, I don't don't reference everyone loves Raymond on our anime podcast. I'm canceling you on Twitter.com. You know what's fun is I don't think I've ever seen a single episode of Everybody Loves Raymond that was in English. Well, uh, Wait, it's, it's it's really weird you say no no there are uh, uh, across the world and it's true with a few different like shows there are versions of Everyone Loves Raymond in different languages. Yeah, I mean, no, duh. It's, like and I don't mean I don't mean they translated. I mean there's a Russian everybody loves Raymond. I think it's called like everyone loves uh everyone loves the uh, generic Russian name. <laughs> everyone yeah, loves yeah, yeah. Klamesh. Everybody loves Piotr. There's <laughs> Wait, what? It's like the, it's like the American I office. I don't know why that's funny. His yes. name is Piotr. So weird. 
No, but uh, what I was actually meaning is when I was in Germany for a few months living there with my family, um, my aunt, I have no idea why, but she loves, everybody loves Raymond, but she doesn't speak a word of English. So she would just sit there and watch like the reruns. They'd have like an hour block of reruns every day on like Bundesberg TV, which that's Australian. That's not German at all. Um, But she would just like watch it and like, the entire time the lip syncing isn't right. The jokes like, you know, there's obviously no jokes because German and yet my grand, my aunt is still laughing. Like it was so weird. It's the same thing. <laughs> I have never seen an episode of Seinfeld that wasn't in Portuguese. This is really weird. Yeah. It's like this, this podcast going in an odd direction. Yeah, like I can tell you right now, Kramer in Portuguese sounds so much better. And whenever he uses the N word <laughs> in, in Portuguese, it makes sense. You think about Seinfeld now. Yeah, you guys just missed that joke. Never mind. Uh, no, I get yeah. it. Yeah, no, I know because that's the different word in that. I, I, I get it. No, no, no. It's because Kramer's stand-up skit where he just went off. No, I know, but also no, because no. that word that that you know say I'm not going to say it, but that word in Portuguese doesn't just mean the word black directly. Dude, I can go on more about like my Brazilian buddies. <laughs> it got better. <laughs> Moth. M- Moth made a joke without realizing. Moth made a joke that didn't, but didn't realize it had two different meanings. And he was like, "Oh, you you didn't get the fact that Kramer said a racist thing, the thing everyone knows about." And you're like, "Oh, I thought you were being clever." And it's like, "No, I was talking about the racist I was like, oh, thing." Oh, that's a nice multi-layered joke you did. There. Yeah, oh, it's we, we, in the business we like to call this uh, Schrodinger's dual entendre. So this this week, this week from the We Hate Anime podcast. I got a recommendation from friend of the show, friend of the podcast, friend of me, yeah. Itsumo Listless. Hey, me, me and Itsumo have actually been talking, just so you know. Like, we we talking about monster or Dragon Warrior monster strategies. By the way, if you ever play Dragon Warrior Monster, best game that came out on the Game Boy, you can fight me on this. The best strategy is just to run three grizzly bears. Just get three grizzly bears, run the entire game with three grizzly bears. Uh, unironically, I like the One Piece side-scrolling beat-em-up. I played that a lot. There was uh, on there the was Game a wait, there was a One Piece side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yes, yes. I also played that. What, let's see here. One Piece Game Boy. I got. Well, there was one on the the, the Advance. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, you're talking about original Game Boy? Yeah, I'm talking about the original Game Boy. Like, Would you Game Boy kind of oh. sucked? I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry that pixels scare you. It's just the games weren't good. <laughs> I mean, it is true. Pixels do scare Wait, frogs. I, pl- you, you I had, play mostly like indie games. What are you talking about? My favorite had, game is Gungeon. You had like four options. You could play as Luffy, Usopp, Chopper, or Sanji. Like what? I, I play Sanji. So. I I only I only remembered playing as Luffy, but I don't think I got very far in it. Yeah, like yeah, this same. this game actually looks pretty baller because there's just monkeys jumping you with knives. Yeah, I mean that's just real life, really. Honestly, these graphics look really really nice. Like, damn. Screw it. Yeah, Alright. Right. Advance actually had some good hardware on it, enough to do some really cool uh crap. Oh, never mind. Marlin Ouija games. Those are the best ones for, for Game Boy Advance. So, uh, Superstar so tell you what, there you go. Tell you what, we'll, we'll pause this episode, we'll come back in an hour, and we'll talk about how good uh Shonen Jump One Piece on the Game Boy Advance is. Your internet will not exist in an hour. No, no, that's the thing. Like I can refresh it in an hour because I, I paid for it at 7.30 yesterday and I have to pay for it again at 7.30 today. Like They brutally kick you off, by the way. There's no warning. You're just like, oh, I'm hunting the, the new Colvetar off siege and then boom, well, gone. We got 50 minutes or so, so let's make the most of it. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm doing well, as much as I can to avoid talking about in this corner of the world. <laughs> M- M- Moth is over here like, guys, guys, okay, 
we have a time limit. We got to keep to it really strict having the podcast. Hey guys, let's pause. I'm going to pay money for an extension just so I can play this <laughs> Game Boy game real yeah. quick. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. Like, why, why are we not, <laughs> why, why, did, why did we watch this and not Miss Hokusai? What is Miss Hokusai? I like Miss Hokusai. That's another, that's another Netflix one. I haven't watched it. We'll it's, get to there. We'll get to that. Oh, you know what? Now that I know Mike hasn't watched Miss Hokusai, what I'm going to do is like during this episode, I'm going to slightly change the plot of this corner in the world to just be Miss Hokusai because that was a much better anime. So, uh, so he- here's the deal. Uh, neither of you get to complain about the choice if neither of you choose anything. <laughs> I, I, I think we could pick the uh, Made Miss movie to be fair. Anyway, whatever. Right, I, I like yeah, the you Made said that Abyss af- movie. That was great. You. You said that after you literally said this to me like yesterday. After everything's already decided, that's fine. Because I, I, I didn't have a problem with the movie we picked. I, I, I'm fine. I watched it. We're good. You know what I really liked about the, the 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 Made in Abyss movie was when they were like at the we'll very get, we'll beginning. We'll get to it after. <laughs> no, when they were talking about yeah. the field of bugs, were like, "You eat me, yeah, so that you can good. stay alive, so that your flesh can nourish the offspring." And then like they just torch the entire field because like nope, 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 nope. We'll, we'll talk about the Made in Abyss movie some other and time. And that's a metaphor for liberal democracy. What? <laughs> what, what are you... Why? It's, 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 it's called a... It's called a, a, a jape. A, a, it's called a, 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 a jpeg? A goof. A, j, a jpeg. Uh, so yeah. In this corner of the world Please. is the anime film we decided to watch this week. A wonderful film. It's about... Following the life an artist. of a young lady named Uzurano. As she grows up from child to adult, uh, and uh, it's this movie is great. I know Frog didn't like the first half, and Moth didn't like it at all. I loved every like second of this film. This film is amazing. You guys, it's beautiful. You guys are Perfect. not married with crippling anxiety. You would not understand why this movie is god awful. There. <laughs> is it, oh, wait, 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 wait. Does this mean that you were very stressed out and and anxiety induced by this movie? Yes, this entire movie just set me in like a never-ending panic attack, and my wife you had to be like, this movie. "No, I didn't like this movie." <laughs> like it affected wife, you. My wife had to keep reminding me. She's like, "You are not Shuzaku. It's okay. It's okay. You didn't force me to marry you and this take me away from a much better like guy." It was a very effective piece of media. No, it's yeah, not. It, it sounds, it sounds feel, like it affected you. I don't, I don't want, want to feel it, but that's okay. You don't have to want to feel it. Well, no, it's like, gosh, guys are like, like a rape apologists right now, it. like. It's okay that you were rape moth. You didn't have to want to be rape, but it was an effective rape okay, because you remember this it. This is a bad comparison. You, can, you cannot compare watching this film to being sexually assaulted. This film sexually assaulted me, Mike. That's crazy, man. I, I mean... Uh, you know, this so, film so could this, have been good, but they really dropped the bomb at the end. <laughs> so this film this film is about a, a young girl growing up in pre-World War II Japan and it's you get to see her from child to adult and it ends like a few years uh, actually not even a few years but like a year after the bombing of Hiroshima is it, um, is it a whole year yeah yeah it is it's it's not a whole year but it's it's close to it it's okay. it's a, it's like 8 months can can we talk about um, the fact though that this movie does suffer from the thing that pretty much every anime movie suffers from do you, do you know how long this movie is mike 2 hours and 6 minutes an hour and 44 minutes. Or sorry, two, uh, 144 minutes. There we go. So it's two hours, 24 minutes. My, no. my rip was two hours and eight minutes total with credits included. Yeah. Hmm, it's I'm, only two hours long. 
I'm, I'm, oh, there, that was the live action television film. Fuck. Ah, yeah, no. Whoops. Dumb bitch. Yeah, okay, so still, two hours. That is entirely an hour too long for this movie. I, here's I, the deal. Okay, wait, I, I don't completely disagree with you here. Mike said disagree, but I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with you. But I don't completely well, disagree. Well, there's 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 a ton of content that doesn't make sense to me. Like this this is a big one. Is when I started watching this movie, I was like, oh man, there's supernatural elements in it because her and her childhood friend that she should have married get kidnapped by some random stranger and they shrink while they're in his basket. Well, and that's more get- so implied to be like okay. uh, her overactive okay. imagination. I'm pretty sure. The, there, yes, there there is literally a concept with that, that exists. It's called magical realism, in which magical elements are applied to realistic settings. This uh, the main character uh, Urano Suzu, uh, yeah Suzu. She is like she is described at the very very beginning, and it maintains throughout the entire film. She's an incredible, incredibly simply minded person. Like the the way she views the world is through like a very simple lens. Well, to be to be and, fair, she's not like simple Jack from Tropic Thunder. She just. She just doesn't have to view the world complicated. She doesn't have to worry about everything. She can just enjoy herself. I think it's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. No, she is not like, simple, Jack. She is. It shows throughout the movie that she is. She's not strong-willed. But just because you're strong, not strong-willed, doesn't mean it's you're not simple. about not being. It's not about not being strong-willed. She's literally so absent-minded to like completely fr- like lose her surrounding in the same city that she lives in. And I don't mean I don't mean the foreign city that she moves to after she's getting married. I mean the city she was born in. She gets lost and she invents a story of a of a dude kidnapping her where she parts of that story isn't completely made up either cuz she meets the guy that she ends up marrying later, which is really interesting uh, but magical realism. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I I get the guy that she married and the guy she should have married screwed up all the time because yeah, they looked exactly the same. I don't like I I don't like this okay. I don't like the idea that the sh- she should have married the other guy. I do think the other guy should have said something. Yeah. Like, oh no, like, you're right. Like I, I think that the guy that she ended up marrying ended up being a really cool guy. But no, like, he was a good was... husband. But he was dealing with the crippling anxiety, which is something you know. If you guys ever get married, you're gonna feel where it's like, was I the rightest one, or would she have been happier with these other guys in her life? And that that's, that's like. Now, I've never gone so far as to tell my wife to sleep with her childhood friend, but like, because her childhood friend killed himself. But, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a serious thing that a lot of people, a lot of guys worry about. And the fact that they brought that to the forefront was completely inappropriate. But, Inna- wait, what? what? <laughs> it made, it, it made the, the character interaction like way painful. more realistic and interesting. Yes. No, it was, that was yes, unnecessary. It was I don't, I didn't want this. None of this. That's what the movie you tried to do. It wants you to hurt you. That's the whole point. It, it was, it was literally like... Why do I want to like watch the, something and love something that wants to hurt me? That's like have trying to, like to pet to, a You don't cat. have to like that, but it was effective. It's like trying to yeah. pet yeah. a feral cat's stomach. It, it, moth, Moth, if I walk up to you and I say, I am going to stab you, and, and I stab you, would you say that I was ineffective at stabbing you? <laughs> the movie doesn't say it's going to stab you. It the doesn't movie... say it. It just does it because that's what it does. The, the movie's job the is to name of, in you. The name of the movie is In This Corner of the World. It is literally creating like a realistic de- depiction of this era. You know and what? Like, if this movie had been forced made marriages Japan, like this happened. If this movie had been made in Australia and not Japan, it would have been way more entertaining. 
<laughs> underneath the crust of the earth. Yeah. Oh, my husband's ground harness broke. Goodbye. Ah, <laughs> uh, the boomerang gang came around again. <laughs> All right, I'm just imagining every character in this movie just running around with a ground harness now. But frog, okay, frog, so, do you know what a ground harness is? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, for those yes, of you fr- who don't know, in Australia <laughs> they don't have gravity. They don't have gravity in Brazil either, but Brazilians are so strong, they just stay planted to the ground with their sheer force of will. But in Australia, they don't have gravity. So they have these, like, with rock climbing, they have these checkpoints in the dirt where they have to, like, constantly latch themselves as they walk around. Sorry, sorry. Mute me after this. Yeah. (laughs) Mike, are you okay? I am A-okay. I'm just, I'm struggling to do with the idea of a Brazilian man just, like, existing through, like, fear shores, uh, fear, sheer hatred of the world that they live in. Like, they grip the ground with their toes to stop from falling off. No, that's, that's, like, my Brazilian buddies absolutely hate everything about the world they live in. It's, like, the weird, it is, like, it is, like, Schrodinger's nationalism. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Because they all hate the fact that they live in Brazil. They, like, hate the fact that they live in the ghettos. But then they absolutely love the fact that they're Brazilians and not Argentinians. Like, it's the... Okay, but, like, what you just described is nationalism. I mean, this is not a political podcast. (laughs) It's like, no, but, I don't know, that's Schrodinger's nationalism. No, no, no. Nationalism is literally like the 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 appealing to an idealized past, uh, like like an idealized version of the state you live in, and trying to get reach that again. No, they don't. Meanwhile, they don't feel it was never like all. that. Like they're just happy they're not Argentinian. Speaking or of nationalism, Portuguese. this movie has some interesting takes on nationalism. Yes, it actually does. Yes, like I, this. I'm trying my hardest to avoid talking about this movie, and Frog just brought us back. You gave me a good it's, segue. Damn it. It's really weird how this film, it, 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 it is, it, spoilers, like, if, we were talking about it, but it does end with, like, the bombing of Hiroshima. Dude, the but ending this, of this movie was so disarming. It was so weird. This film is very much, like, it doesn't put, like, uh, the Japanese, like, the what the Japanese military did, like, in general, it doesn't frame it as, like, being inherently, like, a bad force, which, I, granted... You know, it's a Japanese film. Of course it wouldn't. But, like, it it doesn't... It's it's really interesting seeing the, the how it, like, tackles, like, that aspect of it. Because I feel like... Like, you look at something like Grave of the Fireflies, which... I don't which, want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, there, there are parallels to be drawn between this movie and that one, obviously. If you Grave ever, of the Fireflies is... A, if you ever make me watch Grave of the Fireflies, I will kill myself on audio. I won't because Grave of the Fireflies is a bad film for people who just like misery porn. It's it's like a Serbian film, but for depressing people. Yeah, basically. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you've never seen it, maybe watch it. But nope. like, it's not. It's not. If you want to watch a film about the horrors of 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 uh, World War Two Japan, I think this movie does a decent job of it because there's also a good deal of like hope by the end of it. Yeah, you know, um, when they both die. Uh, what? The main character dies. Are you talking, are we, are you, t- are you talking about Grave of the Fireflies or in this corner of the world? Grave of the Fireflies. Okay, I was not talking about Grave of the Fireflies. And also, in Grave of the Fireflies, the main character dies in the beginning. 
Right. Okay, but it's it's the Quentin Tarantino storytelling thing. It's okay. It's and I don't even know what that means. But like the movie starts with the main character dying, and then his a ghost appears, and his his dead sister's there, and then they walk through their life. Go see yeah, Disney's yeah. Soul in theaters tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jeez. um, so like this film, uh, in the in this corner of the world, is it's such an interesting movie to watch because. That the the aspect of World War Two, the bombing of Hiroshima, like whenever you see it, it's usually something like Grave of the Fireflies, where it is total misery porn. It's it's designed to make you feel awful, and this movie has that, but it has it in such like like distinct ways that both humanize the events, but also like speak to how horrifying it was. Yeah, and they weren't even um, in the city; they got bombed. They were like what three hours down the line. Yeah, by train. But they, they, but they saw they're, like they're the pretty far away. Also, people like walking in from there, which is really wild. Um, I, I think like one of the most like haunting. Uh, there, there are many haunting scenes, but uh, the one where the guy like, is walking and just like sits down, and that's it. That that okay, that especially because like it. So it turns out that that character had walked all the way from Hiroshima, had had sat down next, had sat down and died, and then like. Like weeks after he had died, it turns out that was like the son of the the woman who had found the corpse, and she, no uh, the entire time. Yeah, she could so not burnt. identify him. Yeah, no, that's that's. Uh, you know what's what's funny is that just reminded me of like Japan's greatest legend. By and this is a man named Sutomu Yamaguchi, and you guys know what this man did. No. He he was going to work. Uh, when the first bomb was dropped in Hiroshima and then like he was like wow that sucks and so then he was like going home to Nagasaki and was like in Nagasaki when the second bomb dropped and he's like oh okay well ain't dealing with that okay so like, so no he was, he's like one of the only people who survived both bombings like how oh. many nuclear bombings have you survived frog four really yeah okay Okay, I guess you're well, more impressive than... My wife took than... a shit. <laughs> <laughs> my wife! Oh, I need to watch that movie. I need to I need to see the new Borat. Yeah, I gotta watch that Bo- one too. Borat, Borat 2 on Amazon Prime right now. Is it free um, or do I have to pay 15 bucks for it? It's, I don't know. it's Amazon Prime. Oh, it's it's free on Prime. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, anyway, Can we watch that? Um, I was gonna say, we should watch Borat. It's a good anime movie. <laughs> Anywho, um, tell you what, think... tell you what, Mike, we'll watch Borat and then we'll watch Code Monkeys. But okay, uh, anyway, like the the scene though in question that created that tangent is uh, it's the moment the bomb drops and you see like they're just hanging out and you see the 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 flash of the light and you as the audience know what's going on, but they don't. And it's like it's so like the the moment between that and whenever the tremors start is like this lull that is incredibly like like it 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 it, it fills you with a sense of dread because you know their their world has already been close to the, the the brink of ending and literally our main character's other world is dead now and yeah. we are. And we know that, and no one else knows. Wait, wait! It yet. Didn't it's her family so... live in Hiroshima at the time, or something? Yes, yes. 
Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Not, not um, yeah. Dude, gosh, I hate this movie. <laughs> this movie's great. This movie's fantastic. This movie oh, is dude, misery we have porn. We haven't even talked about the best scene. You mean and it's the, when, the bomb? Oh, man. That one is so... When I when I saw that scene, I... Oh, my God, dude. I, oh. I gotta hand it to you, man. Like, damn. I think it's stretched out. I'm gonna... Watch that one, actually. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna give you a hand for that joke. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's why I said that scene was super disarming. It's not like it's not like spoiling it too much in case anyone wants to watch it, but yeah. No, um, no, like this movie's been out since 2018. If you haven't 16. seen it, too bad. That's not that long. <laughs> this, this, okay, 2016, but also like anime films don't like go around that That's much. That's true. But that that scene is like what happened in Parasite, but not in a good way. I, I, I do want to say, though, without like talking about like the specifics of that scene, because I didn't know that scene was coming, and it destroyed me. No, I had um, no idea that scene was coming either. That, that really when, killed the child in me. When, uh, when, that, when that happened, um, when that happened, uh, the, a character like gets knocked out, and we get to see like they, they did a really interesting thing where they animated like their brain like waking up in such an interesting way where like it was literally their neurons, their sparks flying inside their head, recreating the entire event in watercolors. Cause she's a very artistic person and it, it was really beautiful, but so much more horrific because of it. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know where you're getting at that. This movie is like uplifting and like hopeful at the end. Cause I think by the end of it, I was just like, hey, wifey, can we, like, watch an episode of Workaholics or something? The end of this film is literally, like, uh, like, okay, life goes on. We can find hope in tragedy. Like, uh, there's a little orphan girl meets up with our two, with our main character and her husband, and she just lost her mom, but her, but. (laughs) <laughs> no, this this movie is like watching Cube all over again, where you just watch people getting like tortured and murdered in creative it's ways a very for an hour movie. for an hour is- and a half, and then like the autistic person makes it out only to get like a creme brulee that somebody took a shit in. It's like, hey, look, it had an uplifting ending. You got a creme brulee. But that's that's a, that's the thing, though. Film like movies and films and media like this that are about like the horrors of like real life. Like when they, they kind of need that grounding in reality because you look at something like Grave of the Fireflies. It's a great, it is literally a perfect parallel to this movie. Grave of the Fireflies is just misery. It's not fun. It's sad. Every single time you see a character, you know something. They literally, they do everything but shit in the mouths of the characters in that film. And considering the little girl dies first, her mouth may have gotten shit in. But in this, in this film, like, like that, that little, that humanity that exists within it, that the people of Japan can, like, the people of Japan can move forward, like, like, no matter what happens. Okay, I'm gonna drop a spoiler bomb for 30 seconds here and just be like, there, there is no happy ending in this movie. So let's, let's just, let's reiterate the facts. It's not so more so just a hopeful one. Her entire adoptive family basically disowns her for killing their 
like a related family member. Uh, she that loses is, her arm that, that is, she uses to that, draw. She's married to the wrong man. Japan's economy is in shambles and they're about to get raped by the U.S. Marine Corps over and over and over again. There is no hopeful, this is after, good this is feeling of this movie. First, also, she doesn't get... Uh, only, only one person is shunning her at all. Oh, you mean the, the uh, actual the mother? Yeah, and then that actually turns around in the end, so... <laughs> Yeah, because she stops blaming her for the death of her child because literally no one could 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 actually have prevented that. You know, in and, fact, unless she has so much inner guilt. She has so much inner guilt that even she destroys herself at the just at the thought of if I had only held the other hand. Yeah. She would still be alive. And later in the film, the mother that dies was holding the other hand. Like it, 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 it's such like great parallel to like, like the 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 hope because because there's still hope no matter what. This dude. is this is not a happy hopeful movie, and I feel like you're actually. Sort are of, you kidding me? The credits of this film is the family bonding around the adopted it's not a daughter. Happy movie. I never said we never said that. No, it's it it's, is hope. It just has a hopeful ending. It doesn't have a. It's not like this movie is like a good thing to bring to your like. You know, you're you know fucking... at, at, at this point, we're, I'm making you both at gunpoint watch Miss Hoku Psy. Because that's, ju- that's just a movie about a demisexual chick trying to get by in life. Sounds fine. Sounds, yeah, sounds sounds fine. I, I'm sure there's more to it than that. And me and Frog will watch it and you'll be like, wow, this is a great commentary about uh, Ecuadorian uh, communism. Yes. And it totally went over your head. I have a couple things I want to say about this movie, though. That Go I, ahead, I, Frog, before please. I, like, before I, like, um, you know. just Because you're not Mike door. and therefore you actually, like, have opinions that are valid about people uh, getting Mike. shit on. But I agree with most of Mike's opinions on this movie, other than like the first half, and even then I don't disagree with him entirely. Um, I think the first half—I mean, the first hour or so of this movie—there is definitely merit to it, but I found a lot of it to be dr- to drag on for a long time. Um, I think it picks up a lot in the second half because that's usually when like the more violent things start happening. Not because, and yes, I'll admit that's partially my monkey brain just wanting want to see more like intense stuff. Um, not to say that there isn't actual like worthwhile content in the first half, because there actually is quite a few interesting things and some good details that get brought back in the second one, the second half. Although a lot of it is kind of just there for its own sake, which is again fine. Uh, the whole for- the whole first half is basically trying to build up the, the, the you know this kind of relationship with uh, with this new family that Suzu is taking on, and to kind of make you attached to her and her situation and stuff. And that's and that's very important, but I can't. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm not going to pretend that I wasn't actually kind of bored a lot during the first half of the movie. Oh, no. No, I was bored the entire movie when I wasn't, like, racked with anxiety about, like, how horrible everything is in this movie. Uh, I wasn't super anxious about it, or so just kind of... Like, there, there's, there's, there's actually... There's moments. There's um, actually, like, a joke in Mormonism, and I, I know this is going to sound, like, really weird, but I gotta, I gotta let you know where my mind was this entire movie, and how little I can actually handle with these things. Like, in Mormonism, everyone's like, man, I really hope I get to see the Savior before I die, and I'm like, nope. I hope to be dead years before the last prophecies and revelation come true, because I ain't dealing with this crappy post-apocalyptic world sucks, everybody standing around defending Israel. Like, I ain't dealing with this. I want to be dead long before the world goes to hell in a handbasket. I mean, you just described the world we live in right now. No, no, it will be significantly worse. Like, we will li- be living in Cube World. Like, a- everybody in little cells using their shoes to, like, stop bombs and stuff. Man, we really need to watch Cube. I like that movie. 
should watch the. Maybe, oh. maybe we'll maybe we'll watch it on Fist of Film Reel. And we'll have you on. But oh man, it's yeah, that'd be great. But like, Mike, have you been watching uh, another tangent here? The Journey of the Witch, like the 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 Wandering Witch. No, I watched the first episode and I, I was pretty content, so I didn't. Oh watch man, more. it just gets so dark and so depressing. Like it, the, the second Ooh. the second episode is like a little bit like hee hee ha ha, okay, you know, the, the light yuri elements, what whatever. But like in the third episode. She watches a brother and sister literally get eaten by carnivorous plants and just watches while they die horribly and flies away. And then she goes she goes to another village and watches a little slave girl get abused by like an abusive father while the father's son is like, why are you so sad? Look, I got you nice things like he's he's in love with this girl, but like he can't see her agony because he's the son. And it's very, very heavily implied that the little girl kills herself at the end of the episode. And I was like, damn. I'm looking forward to picking this back up, baby. <sighs> I hate you all. So, you know what? I, okay, I, horrors I, of War. Horrors of War. Golden Kamui actually does a lot of Horrors of War. And I don't find it like horribly cringy and unnecessary and painful. Because even in the, the episode. Shouldn't Horrors of War feel painful? <laughs> Well, like, yeah. even, in the, even in the episodes where you learn, like, why all these people have PTSD and why they are the way they are and why they suffer, like, it's still so well told. It's it's so, like, sure. there's, there's episode three of season two. There's a character on the cast that you haven't really cared about. A lot of the characters who are in the cast right now, you thought this was going to be, like, very monster of the week. And they're going to show up once, get beaten by Sugimoto and leave. But there's actually been a consistent cast of about ten characters and you find out that basically he was the son in a fishing village of a murderer. And everybody kind of hated him except one girl who liked him. And they agreed after the war, the Russo-Japanese war ended, that they would get married. And basically her family went up to his father while he was in Japan and said, hey, if you tell her that, she, that he was killed, uh, she'll go to this arranged marriage with a rich man in Tokyo. And you find out like he gets betrayed by his father, kills his father. He gets court-martialed and sentenced to death because he killed his father. And you find out that his commanding officer killed some random girl and buried her under his father's house. And said, hey, look, his father really did kill her. He was acting in self-defense um, to protect his soldier. And it's really well written. It's much better written than this movie. I don't know why you guys don't watch Golden Movie. Better written than this movie? Fuck off. This movie is fantastic writing. This movie is terrible and the writer just wanted to punch you in the dick over and over again. Except except that's not the point of the film. I we've already been over this. There's hopeful undertones. Look, it was a senin. It was serialized as a senin. The entire purpose is for you to feel pain. That's not what senin means. That 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 that's no. Like and it wasn't no serialized. That that is also not the right word. Like it's just it, it wants well, you it's, it's to, just a historical it, piece, really. It's a historical piece that's like a little weird on the nationalism side of all. Um I mean a, a little uh, yeah. I mean not I wouldn't even say a little bit weird. I'd say like it this movie okay, I've said it before earlier. This movie is called In This Corner of the World. It 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 very accurately paints a picture oh, yeah, of what it would have been like to have lived at this time. Like, that's why I adore the first half. I, I adore the first half. It sets up characterization. It, it, you really learn who uh, Suzu is in this film. Oh, no, you absolutely but, do. And that's why it's so but, painful that you just watch her suffer. So you agree? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does. It, I'm not saying, like, the storytelling 
isn't good to serve. I'm its not saying the storytelling isn't good. I'm not saying the characters you. are bad. Yes, I'm just saying it's poorly written because it made me sad. Look, it, it's a bad movie, and I don't know why you won't get off its dick. <laughs> you, you like the movie, you just don't understand that you do. Well, it's it's the thing. Like you can you can appreciate that something is is supposed to be good without thinking it's good yourself. I, like oh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, Hate Pulp Fiction. I much prefer Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards, oh, mostly yeah. because Christopher Waltz is a phenomenal actor. But you know, like, but this this movie, I can see like where a lot of you guys are coming from. But you miss the mark. You think it's good because your monkey brain has been programmed to see this and go, "Oh, this good because filmmaking, storytelling, this good, this good." Meanwhile, <laughs> my anxiety lets me see what it really is, and it's just dick punching. It's two hours of me- dick punching. It li- okay. It is literally not two hours of dick punching. There's actually the a lot entire of weird, like lighthearted stuff that happens in the middle of it, which is pretty uh, interesting. The entire yeah, first hour is literally him. a lot of this movie is like a bit. Of, this is also a bit why I got a little bored. But to, to its credit, a lot of this movie is just little things that are just kind of almost a little playful and just kind of showing off life at the time, which is interesting. Um, but like, there's less than 30 minutes of this film become even close to what you're describing. Even whenever the war starts kicking off and restrictions start happening, the film does not yet get dark or sad. I have a really little moment that I want to talk about, actually. This is something I observed that I thought was really interesting. Um, just based on, like, how the movie was progressing. So she, I don't think we noticed, mentioned it very much, but Suzu's an artist, right? At least in, uh, in the, even as a kid, she's, like, this incredible painter and paints, like, a bunch of really cool pictures. Um, and, and and even throughout, like she doesn't draw too too much during like her stay at the other family, but she does. She occasionally she'll draw something, and uh, you know she'll have little sparks of creativity here and there. And uh, what stuck out to me is that the first time she's present for like uh, an air raid from the U.S. soldiers, um, the explosions in the sky end up as these like paint like colored paint splash marks. Mm, I love that which scene. I think first of all, I was like, that's a little bit silly. Right, it's, it's, but I, but I kind of understand. She's like still a little confused well, what's going on. Even it's surreal. It's it's very surreal, right? So of course it, she it kind was, of her, kick in. Yeah, but it, it was her brain movie, trying to the make the same thing happens. You that doesn't happen anymore. Well, you you know why they hit war so well in this movie, right? Because it's about war. No, because the director Katabuchi worked on Black Lagoon, did the fucking story writing of the Ace Combat games. Like sure. this dude lives for miserable war stuff. Sure. Except okay. Except the two things you described, Black Lagoon and the Ace Combat games, are not miserable war stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure the plot of Ace Combat is uh, pretty miserable. Even though the only no, Ace Combat no. game I played was on the PSP. No, you've li- okay. To believe that is to not have played an Ace Combat game. Ace Combat games are wacky, schmacky, like sh- like space. There, there's 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 moments in several of them where you fly a jet into space to fight a space laser. I mean, that sounds pretty great. So he should have done that. He should have stuck to that and not tried to do a real life story because honestly, if he had stuck he, to Kiki's he should have done that because it make me sad. I will fight you like, forever that this you're, was a you're, bad movie. What I was going to get old. at was that I think it's interesting <laughs> that the colors fade away as the movie goes on. There's no more colorful explosions. And at the same time, she also mentions uh, drawing less and less and just her creative drive kind of leaves you know, her. You it's, know, it's kind of hard is, to draw when you're missing a hand. Well, this, is, this plays into it. This is also, like, which leads into that. Because like, at the same time, at some point, she can't draw anymore at all. 
Like she even has like one of my favorite scenes in the film is uh she has uh after after Japan uh like announces over the radio that they are surrendering she she has this great emotional breakdown where she just walks outside and just cries in a in the field where she's she's banging her fists on the ground and she's like I I I I I want to go back. I I want what what was all this for if I can't have what I lost back? And it's it's such a, like a really powerful scene where she's just like I was so blissfully unaware of the world and now I know and I hate it. It's it's so I love that scene so much. Honestly, Hideo Kojima did amputees getting mad about war better. That's kind of a hack though. <laughs> True. <laughs> they played us like a damn fiddle. They did. I stood up for Japanese nationalism and uh, caused a little girl to die, and I lost my hand. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, uh, but yeah, I think this movie ended up being really solid. This might just my this might just overall impressions. We had we had to wrap it up pretty soon because of our time limit. But well, no, um, I mean, we got another ten minutes. Yeah, I know, but like we should. That's so we should probably start wrapping things up a little bit, basically. Um, yeah, it's, it, and and I'm sorry, like to our audience, I I'm sorry that you were, maybe you were hoping, like maybe you think this podcast is about people actually being critically analytical with stuff. It's uh, it, you're you're on this podcast. We they gave up hope for that like 30 episodes ago. Yeah, like th- this is the moth wrangling bad opinion anime podcast at this point. I'm sorry, Mike. I just think, like, um, and this movie hurts me. Yeah, this... you, you know what, Moth, you should do some inflection, because sometimes when media hurts you, it's good. What kind of workout is an inflection? Is that like when you kind of squat <laughs> and you have the dumbbell between your legs? Like Inflection is, is I think I think inflection is actually a tone of voice, and I don't think you use the right word. Yeah, uh, all right. Um, I think introspection Mike, is so, probably the word you were going for. So uh, how are we going to do the rest of this episode, Mike? Thanks, everybody, for coming to the <laughs> We Hate Anime Podcast. Gonna... No, actually, uh, um, instead of – because would you guys recommend this movie to somebody? Uh, yes. Yes, with a with a uh, asterisk. Okay, what's your asterisk? It's boring. <laughs> yeah, it's super – That's it is ungodly boring. That's I the thing. I don't think either of you really vibe with slice of life. And that's, this is quite by definition, like a very slice of life. I think anime. that depends on, I love slice of life. I like think the daily life of high school boys, Crow Marty high. Like I love slice of life. Cause it depends, Crow it depends Marty high on is not a slice of life. Would you consider is to be a slice of life? Cause I think it would, um, it's very mm. different in terms of slice of life than most of slice of life, but I think it still counts. I would consider Golden Kamuya a slice of life. I don't think that's that right. is also <laughs> not a slice of life. Sorry, what? What is that? Uh, 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 Golden Kamuya oh, yeah, is very much not a slice of life. Um, Golden Kamuya is a gender redefining. Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! Um, Mister Skeleton Faces Bookstore. I loved that one. That's a slice of life. Also, not a slice of life. That is about a skeleton man. That is a short anime about a skeleton man who works in a bookstore. Isn't it like a comedy. Yes, uh, it, 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 is it, Dragon it gives Maid a slice you... of life? No, is what Dragon Maid? I think Dragon Maid's kind of slice of life. Dragon Maid is a slice of life comedy. Okay, but it's uh, like what... with fantastical elements to it. What about Sarah's on my? That's a slice of life. That is no. That is not even a slice of life. That is yes. No, it's not even a slice no, of life. That well, is I think there's just actually a... that much life in it. Though, a yeah. slice of life is something in which you experience the life of the characters in the yeah, film, okay, yeah, in no. the film or movies or shows. So, so Vinland Saga is a slice of life. <laughs>
<laughs> Vinland Saga is a slice Ar- of life. Arguably, parts of Vinland Saga could probably be considered slices of life. In a way. Would you, would Actually, you consider the second, I know you haven't read it, Mike, but the second um, arc is very slice of life but in a very weird way. And I can't wait to hear your opinions on that when you, whenever you eventually read it. Um, would you consider Berserk a slice of life? No. No. Okay, you're talking about a slice of life is a, a cut of a character's like. Uh, uh, I think that it, I think it means I think when you say slice of life, it kind of implies a bit of mundanity. Um, like, uh, like say okay for let, let, let me because it's called a slice of life, so I'll use a cake metaphor, right? Would Tenchi you get a, be a slice of life? When you get a no. What about love? Uh, when you when you get a slice of life, you are getting a sliver of a character's life and all the parts that come along with it like on a cake if you get if you get a slice of cake you know what the rest of the cake is going to be like but you have just that single slice so like i i could probably tell you every uh, based off this movie suzu's life i could i could probably tell you like I, even after I finished the film, I was immediately like, like, um, uh, imagining in my head what Suzu was, is like at 60 years old in like, in the year 2000 with like missing a hand and she's probably dealing with cancer because she, she survived a, a nuclear bomb. Okay. Uh, uh, no, slice of life that I love. Wotaku. That's a slice of life. That's a comedy. Slice Lo- of life comedy, but a sli- comedy. life of hard, life is hard for Wotaku is absolutely a slice of life. Slice of life comedy. Slice I, I would. I would not even. I would not even say it's like it. It is a slice of life comedy. Like it is as much slice of life as May, uh, uh, Maid Dragon is. As like no, no. This is no, no. This is this is Mike going. Hey guys, I like this genre of anime. You don't. And when you try to share it with me, I gatekeep. Mike is gatekeeping us, frog. <laughs> I am actively. I am describing the genres of things. That what is, is not gatekeeping. Slice of life in this canary. I haven't seen very many of them. So I'm well, like I, it's, it, it's, it's, it is this. Okay, so I just described it. It's the slice of, life of a character's life. No, like, Mike it, likes an example, that we don't. That's like, boring. Uh, what's a good example of a slice of life show? The movie we watched. I know, okay, but like no, a show, though. A show. Like a show. Uh, Would you say one... Nietzsche Joe is a slice of life? I'd say that's way more comedy than a slice of life. Arguably. I, I would argue that yeah, it's, it has a lot of fantastical realism, but it's. it's what about Sayonara Depression Sensei? I haven't actually watched it, so I don't no, have no. an opinion. Neon Genesis Evangelion is a slice of life. No. Nope. Wait, what? Not even, no. No. There's like no mundanity in that show at all. So it has to be mundane for it to be a slice no, of life? No, but like it's it's typically less so. Like, it is about the downtime in people's lives. Is, is Seinfeld a slice of life? Like when you take a slice out of someone's life, usually the more interesting like events aren't necessarily going to be shown. And this okay, like you so, get yeah. the, their mundanity of their normal procedures – and that's what so B movie is a slice of life. No, <laughs> no, that is that is that is a that, that is, is a narrative a, in, 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 in a significant event in in Mr. B Barry Benison or whatever his name is. <laughs> so then Seinfeld is a slice of life. Yes. yes. Okay. Bojack Horseman is a slice of life. Uh, argue. I would argue it Most is. Most sitcoms are slice of life. That's a good. That's a. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Okay, yes. so Mike, I love. I love slice of life. Like that '70s show is one of my favorite. They're like Scrubs. Scrubs is probably my favorite TV sitcom Scrubs? of all time. Yeah, I'd call that slice of life. Yeah, but I'm talking about anime in particular. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So like, as I was saying, the daily lives of high school boys. That's a slice of life. Would you consider? Uh, I, I, I think I missed your answer, Mike. I don't know if you answered it, but did you, did you think Azo can count as slice of life? Yeah, I'd say it's slice of life. I so here's 
here's the deal though. Like Azokin, like it's not like the 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 lives that these characters live. Like it's it's not really. There's nothing really mundane about it. Like that's true. They're they 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 they're very. There's tons of fa- uh, like well, uh, uh, fantastic realism. Furu? Would you say that slice of life? Chihai Furu? What's that again? Chihai Furu. That's the one about the the card poetry, where they have to like draw cards for poetry. I never watched that. Might be. Okay, I, I'm trying to think of like stuff that we've both watched that I like. That slice of life. Honestly, I, I mean, the fact that Golden Kamui isn't a slice of life to you it just drives me nuts. It's it is actively <laughs> not like it's it's <laughs> that there's the character in Golden Kamui that fucks animals for okay, fun. Would, would you consider Spiral a slice of life? Wow, that's such a weird cut, dude. <laughs> also, no, Spiral is a, de- a detective story. No, no, Spiral by Jujito. Oh, Uzumaki. I thought you're, I thought you're talking about a really like an anime from 2006 that I only I've seen called Spiral. No, no, um, Junji Ito Spiral, the better Spiral. Yeah, it's Uzumaki. No, no, that is not that is not a slice of life at that's all. It's a horror f- thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's Here's, literally about that is that is, that's about spiral a, a, a is about like daily life of people world. in a town. It, it except it's not. It's about a town being infested by an eldritch concept. Okay, but it's their daily lives as it's happening. No, because it, it, this is not the it, no. usual going ons of a town. <laughs> if spiral was a slice of life, the you would have to take the spiral out. Okay, it would no so, longer be or, Spiral. Or you could make it so people... Or here's the... Interesting Leslie Life would be what people have to do to live with this weird Spiral yes, of the tour. Yes, That wouldn't happen because they have to die, I think. But I like, there, there's, a, there's a slice of... I couldn't remember the name of it, so I didn't mention it when you asked me for an example. But there was a slice of life anime from a few years ago that was about a family of witches. And the main reason I remember it is because uh, one of them had dark skin and she was really hot. Uh, but that they have magic abilities, but the show is just about like their family's life. There's no like, there's no like overarching narrative. There's no, there's no villains. There's, it just exists. And that, that, that's something that a lot of slice of life have. There is, there might be a villain in an episode, oh, but oh, there oh, is oh. no villain. How about that, uh, that, that manga everyone likes that one about the, the, uh, the Yakuza dude who becomes a house husband. Yeah, that's actually what I was about to, to say. The way the house slice of life, hundred percent, hundred percent slice of life. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, so I like House Husband. That's slice of life. Yeah. Oh, what about what about the one uh, where the the mob, the Yakuza guy, gets the magical girl who loves uh, eating fish eggs? I would I would say that's on the same slice of life level as like Bane Dragon because there there is a plot in that film, not in that, really. Sorry, in that show, but like it's it's very it's very soft. So would you consider Love Hina a slice of life? No, that's a harem. Okay, uh, harems okay, can be a slice of life. I have not read this. No, have you, I'm not oh. sure if you read it, Mike, but Spy X Family, is that a slice of life? Um, I haven't read it, so I have no idea. I'm legitimately. I haven't read it either, but from everything I've seen about it, like, I, I, I don't think it would be considered a slice okay, of life. I don't know much about it. I just think it looks interesting. Okay, um, Everyday Life with Monster Girls. Everyday Life with Monster Girls? You Which Monster, Monster Girls? Oh. No, that's no, that, also that, a harem. No, that's slice of life. You can eat a dick. That is. There that has is not, not been a single. That is not. That is not slice of life. the in, The entire pillar of that show is that a dude has monsters that want to bone him. Okay, and, and that that still doesn't invalidate as a slice of life. Monster Girl Doctor is a slice of life. 
I would say Monster Girl Doctor is closer to a slice of life than, than Monster Musume, but it's still not. I think okay, you're just this gatekeeping. Is gone, this, this is a conversation that's gone for way, way too long. Um. No, I just think Mike is gatekeeping slice of life because he doesn't <laughs> want to let me, Mr. Monkey Paw, uh, hair on it, it, knuckles, it, it, Mongo I, Bongo Mothman into it his really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the genres are... I'm not even that much into slice of life. I'm just, it's a genre so I'm more you familiar with than me? you. It's not a... Genres are in general aren't aren't like obviously are up for debate, but like at the same time, I, I, it's, it's an interesting conversation. But we have nine minutes or eight minutes to uh, finish up. Is is Mob Psycho a slice of life? I wouldn't. Thank say you, so. everybody, for joining us today on this episode of We Hate <laughs> Anime. Join us next week where we will be watching the uh, sequel film to the uh, original season of made in abyss i look forward to it because yeah. it's gonna be that's gonna be awful and horrible doro hetero yeah. is a slice of life in a kind of a weird fucked up way kind of maybe yeah yeah mike doro hetero slice of life i would say i would say it has like it, I don't know okay. if you can. I do not know if you can say Doro Hidoro is a slice of life just because it has fantastic world building. Let, let me let me let like me there make my there case. there okay. is there is a mystery. There's like there are antagonists. There is no, a there giant isn't. boss. There's fight not a single end. antagonist in that entire series. <laughs> how can you say that? How can you say that? There's not a single how one. Can you, how can you? Everyone is the best. Oh, oh wait, boy wait. Or girl. I'm sorry. I forgot. You've only seen the anime. That makes sense how you can say that. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me make my case, okay? So would you you would consider Wagnaria to be the ultimate example of a slice of life, right? Uh don't know what that is. Working? Wagnaria? I've never seen it. The anime where the guy with no social skills whatsoever decides to start working as a waiter in a cafe and he he falls in love with one of the girls in there. Like you've never have either of you seen Wagnaria? You know, if if you if you describe it again a fifth time, I may have realized <laughs> I've seen it. Okay, okay. So Food Wars obviously isn't isn't a slice of life. But in Wagnaria it it is very much like every day, like there's there's a slight plot going on in the fact that two of the ships are happening in the show, like you want two of the sets of characters to hook up. But overall it's just watching these people get into disasters every single day. So at the end of Wagnaria, the main character wants to be with this girl but there's like this they, they do this like basic jrpg like oh you have to get in the way of her older sister or you have to get in the way of her mother you have to beat them like doro hetero does that where it's just people trying to survive and get through their daily lives and in the end there's a huge climax you can't hold a climax against except, the slice of life anime except that's not what dear uh Dor- Doro Hidoro is like Doro Hidoro is a show in which there there is a central mystery that runs throughout the entire show and it's who is the man inside of Kaiman's mouth and that's what the show is about and that evolves to become more deep and more multi-layered until it reaches the climax it is it is it is ostensibly a mystery show with fantastic world building all right, Frog, whose side are you on on this one? Let's deal break it and end the episode. I didn't see any of this. Um, okay, so. <laughs> should, should, should do plugs. <laughs> Let's do, oh, yeah, uh, we'll do plugs. So Frog and I, the people who believe that Doro Hedro are actually a I didn't, slice I didn't of life. Say that. I said it had you, you, slice I, of life elements. You absolutely do. Mike and I are <laughs> breaking up, and you only get to see him on the weekends. <laughs> Uh, that that's fine. Uh, we record Fist of Filmer on the weekend, so it'll work out. So, would you consider the thing a slice of life? The thing, the movie. Yeah. No. 
It's just no. three days inside an Arctic research camp. Uh, yeah, yeah. A, very a, normal, <laughs> a normal Arctic research uh, If it was, it, I'd, with, be, I'd be an interesting sense of life, though. Just an Arctic research facility. Yeah, if, if that's what the thing was, uh, it'd be cool. Actually, actually, yeah, because the characters in the thing are really interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been the We Hate Anime podcast. <laughs> I am uh, I am Mothman, uh, Der Mothman, Cryptid Himbo on Twitter. And at this point, all I'm going to be posting is either my modeling or me working out because I've given up on everything. Uh, you can follow me uh, at Andy Mikeru. Uh All of our links will be in the description below. Uh, shout out to It's Malitless, uh, Listless, who was the one who recommended this film to me. Thank I you, Steve. very much appreciate him. Uh, I'll Good also move. be linking of the video he made on the movie that made me want to watch oh, this. I he watch didn't that. tell, yeah, he didn't tell me to watch this. I watched that video and I was like, "This is what I want to do." Um, uh, you could also, if you're if you're so inclined, I started an a gimmick account <laughs> that is uh, at uh, OCC uh, Tim Rogers uh, out of context Tim Rogers. Uh, because the things that man says are fucking bonkers. Is he like that Blizzard developer on Twitter that everybody either hates or loves because he's always like railing against China and trying to date women? I've not seen anyone say anything negative about Tim Rogers in my life. No, but I've only no, known him every, for like a week. <laughs> so. everyone, who, everyone who like learns of Tim Rogers loves Tim Rogers. Yeah, I was going to say, like he, he looks attractive. It's just a shame about the nose. George's this video is, on Tim. Uh, follow, follow. Uh, actually, I don't think Moth would like that. That video is three hours long. Wait, wait, what about Adam Sessler? Like, I, I like him more than Tim Rogers. Was that guy again? You've never met. You don't. You don't know anything about Tim Rogers. Okay, but Adam Sessler. Oh, Sessler was like uh, uh, he's the guy on X Play. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Him and Morgan Webb. I don't know yeah, what Morgan we, Webb does now. We got three minutes to to clean this up. Frog <laughs> me your, on Twitter at uh, fr zero gk one ng on Twitch. Frog King Live. Um, also. Uh, I just want to – people have been reading more of it, and it's really popular right now. Go read Chainsaw Man and buy Chainsaw Man. I want that to get an anime ASAP. Please, thank you. By the way, if you don't read Chainsaw Man, I will summarize the entire plot. Uh, I'm horny. Girls abuse me. I'm horny again. Girl abuses me again. I'm horny again. Women are bad. This entire manga was written by an incel. Uh, good pussy really breaks a motherfucker. <laughs>